I worked on this new album for a year, a full year hustling, when my external drive that contained all my music just got physically burnt due to bad wiring and stuff. Cherry on top, a week before that happened, I also snapped my shoulder completely. I, I, I was a boxer at the time and, and I got hurt pretty badly in one sparring session. So I was working overtime like 65 hours at a kitchen with one arm and in pain constantly and my files were gone forever. So that was, that, that was when I really stopped. different shapes and sizes. Some are just getting their feet wet in their chosen field. Others are deeply immersed, continuing decades of work in a single discipline. But my guest today is someone who's a bit of an outlier, someone who's had a foot or a hand in several different artistic areas over the years. My guest this week is Spikima, otherwise known as Spikima Movies. Starting with an interest in cinema and old movies and subsequently a passion for music, Speakum has chosen a unique path, to say the least. As you'll hear, taking the road less traveled is a recurring theme throughout his life. But now he's carved out a niche in cinema analysis, dissecting a wide range of films with his methodical investigation into the theme, purpose, and uniqueness of each creation. With this style, he's gained a loyal following and has continued to grow steadily throughout 2022. And our conversation today revolves around his creative life, what he's learned along the way, and where he plans to go next. Try it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> but uh, all right, cool. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm here to follow your lead anyway. So uh, all right. yeah. Cool. All right, so we can we can just jump in. Well, actually, before I, yep. I mean, this can be part of the recording. Who who really cares? But um, do you prefer to me to call you by your your real name or just Speakima? Is the terms of um, oh, so, speak, I go by Speakima too. So that'll do. That. Okay, cool. And your in your regular life, do you go by Speakima too? Like with your friends and stuff? Uh, with my with my sorry, what? With your friends and like you know, oh, not not with my stuff? friends. Oh, okay, because no, like. <laughs> Just because they're they're not used to that, obviously. Right. Right. Uh, but a lot of my friends, uh, artist friends, actually did change their name like permanently to some of them. Really. Uh, to their artist, yeah. Just they had this. Uh, I'm not like that, but they had some of them had this thing about like uh, being stuck to this 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 name thing and being defined by it, or you know, just it's, it, they felt like it's too revealing sometimes hmm. like if, if you have to say there yeah i don't i mean i sort of get it but they were like it's it feels like i'm giving away my phone number or something like when mm. they say their real name wow yeah yeah it's weird uh because i think it's because i'm gonna be their... so much more sensitive now giving out my name <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i don't i don't feel that way necessarily but i i do like uh when whenever it's anything to do with my channel or what i'm doing i i do like speaking i just it, it's it, it, people don't like it because it's hard. Some of them find it really hard to say for some reason. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, I'm I'm cool with that. I feel comfortable being called that. Uh, there's uh, this sense of weird. Like I, I I can focus more on the conversation that is related to the nature of the channel when it's being when I'm being called by that name. Uh, I think I I, I kind of split my personality in that way a little bit. Not not faking anything, but right. 
that's that's actually I never thought about it that way, but I, that that's a great point because w- when people do refer to me by kind of like my online name, it puts me in that headspace more, and I'm like, okay, like that's why I'm going to be in this instance in this moment. Um, so that exactly. actually does make a lot of sense. I never thought. All right, now this is this is good information for me. Now I know what to to kind of uh, how to how to split that up a little bit. But um, actually, I'm glad we started uh, w- with your name and and I guess kind of with you as as a person because that's kind of where I want to start this. Um, you first of all, you're you're kind of like a man of mystery to a to a degree. I I, I do like to me at least um, okay. when I, I do these interviews, I try to you know obviously look into individuals' backgrounds as, as much as I can. Not in a weird stalker okay. way. Okay, no I did. I don't. I did. I don't know your social security number. Are, I don't are, know where. Is you're our going. night already finished? Like, am I supposed <laughs> to leave now before? Something Ten minutes in, and I've scared him off. No, um, so I didn't. I, I didn't do anything crazy, but I, I usually just looking back through your videos. Um, it's good for with your catalog. It wasn't you know super super long, so it didn't take me that long to kind of go through and refresh myself on a bunch of your stuff, similar to what you did with my podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was going through, I realized how, and this is I think a credit to you, how good you are at staying focused on the topic that you're talking about and you don't randomly tangent of like so i was at the supermarket yesterday and it kind of reminded me of x y and z like you're very focused on what you're talking about well, you, you dive into like it if, pretty well if i'm if i'm just kind of going off that much i feel like i shouldn't even be on the channel but all right i mean cool i'll take it i'll take well, the, it and the, the reason i say that is because i i mean your video essays and we'll get into this a little bit more are i think and I'm not sure if you feel this way too. To me, I feel like they're a cut above a lot of the other kind of movie review content that you'll see on um, YouTube or just online in general. Because usually it's people, it's not really a true review in the in the sense of what a review actually is supposed to be or an analysis is supposed to be. Usually it's mm. someone getting on and talking about their opinion on the movie, how the, mm. the movie just made them feel at a very surface level. Um, and when you kind of are diving into things at that surface level or just in a casual way, you're like, ah, I'll throw in a tangent here, I'll throw in a tangent here. You know, it's not a big right, deal. But right. with yours, I think you really do oh, I see. kind of keep in line with the name of what you're you're, you're doing and, and the, the craft of it, I, I guess. So, um, uh, so okay. you like, yeah. oh, sorry, go on. And what I was going to say with that was that I, I think because of that, because you keep it um, so so in line and, and, and so, um, so so tailored to that uh, that messaging, I think, um, I, it was, for me, I was trying to think of, I was trying, I, what I like to do, I go through videos and like piece out little things that you like individuals may have said alike. And it kind of helps me piece together their story of like, ah, oh, back in third grade, I did this. Or I remember growing up in this time and then I can start to chart the timeline a little bit of that individual's kind of um, life, I guess you could say, or their career. Um, and of course, if they have, you know, uh, you know, if people do those random like Q and A videos or like all that. Then it's then it's just a, tra- yeah. a treasure trove of information. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, in terms of videos, that's kind of how I do it. But with you, I was like, he's so focused. He's he he's, he just keeps <laughs> talking about the movie. He's not giving me anything. Um, so <laughs> it was just kind of funny, you know, looking into you. Interesting. Yeah. So I guess like you're saying, like it's like when you look at my videos, uh, there's no like I don't really pop out as a as a person like i don't try to like announce myself yeah as a person but rather just only function as this voice for the content that i am creating right absolutely you're like yeah, almost you're like a narrator yeah that's like basically of, yeah yeah you, you definitely through. definitely um 
But luckily, thank God for me in this interview, at least my research for it, you did do a Q&A video. So it did yeah. kind of help me come up with a few things. Um, and, and that's kind of where I wanted to start. On, on, I, I think an interesting fact that you had mentioned in either that video or one of, maybe one of your other ones. I'm pretty sure it was that one, though. Um, that you actually, because you, you live in the States now, currently, right? You don't yeah. live in the States right now. So okay. much for watching my Q&A. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> So you were. That's like one thing that is open to public that I'm not in states. But really? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'm in Canada. You're in Canada. Okay, gotcha. Because when I um, I remember we were coming up with the time zone for this, and you're like, oh, EST is fine. I was like, okay, so you must be like similar time zone to me. So I made an assumption. North America. Where are you? Um, North America is what I should have said. I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, okay. So we're not too far from each other, really. No. But <laughs> and we can be on the same time zone, of course. But you weren't born. This I do know. You weren't born in Canada. Um, you were born in Germany, correct? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, so tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, you, you know, obviously, I don't know a lot of individuals who are actually born in Germany. Funny enough, but mm -hmm. what was life mm -hmm. like um, in in that type of environment for you? Um, well, I mean, I, 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 I was born in Germany, but but I was always kind of uh, going back and forth between. Germany and Korea a little less than half a year in Germany I think and the rest in Korea until I was like 11 years old which is when I moved to Canada mm. um, I was born with cataract um, so I had to visit Germany every year to check up on my eyes and how they're doing and, and stuff like that since back then Germany was uh, way better than Korea for such treatment and so I grew up uh, exposed to European culture uh, and traditions just as much as I was to to Korean uh, and had to kind of juggle between the two to kind of figure out what I'm uh, how do you say more naturally attracted to in terms of like my personal philosophy of life or beliefs and culture and all that uh, truth be told though I like I say it like I had an option <laughs> but mind you I was a baby so I imagine it was very stressful mentally for a young child and if anything initially I think I was more I was more confused uh, than determined in that sense because I, I was I wasn't just in Germany. I was I had to move back and forth and try to find myself uh, in two vastly different areas, right? So yeah, and I, I was I was gonna say it's not um it, it's it's not as if the cultures of the like almost if hypothetically you're going back and forth between Canada Canada and the U.S. You kind of I think there's some crossover there that makes it a little bit easier. Oh, to definitely kind of meld. Um, but I can see why that other one, uh, that other mix could be a little bit, um, a little bit more, 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 more jarring. So um, in, in terms of the time you spent um, in Korea, what was what was that like, actually? Uh, I assume like maybe a, a lot more family over there or and kind of um, kind of more comfort in that sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, all my families, well, almost 90% of my families were there, right. some, some in Europe, some in Middle East. Some randomly scattered across yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as all families are, right? Right, but, of course. Uh, but mostly in Korea, but I do remember distinctly that I, I didn't fit in uh, huh. to the Korean culture, just because I think for the, for the reasons that I've stated right, uh, about, yeah. about me moving back and forth, and I think I was naturally inclined to um, the European culture a little bit more. Uh, than Korean just because well I mean I was born there and my my father was studying and spending his time in Germany as an artist so he was more used to or preferred uh, the, the the non Asian culture to begin with so you know imagine growing up under somebody who prefers non Korean culture like there's no way that you would grow up just 
randomly loving Korean culture for no reason. Uh, so I do remember kind of struggling and feeling like, what, why are people like this here? Or why is my friend so different than I am? Or, you know, something about certain system, uh, whether it be education or, or, you know, whatever it may be. I, I just found like it's not really ticking with me. And did that, I, I guess that you noticed that as a, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure if you noticed it as a kid or you're kind of reflecting on it now as an adult, but. No, I it, definitely noticed it as a kid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Young speaker, but I was very aware. Did it, very, did, it yeah. did it bother you or, or was it just kind of something you're just like, oh, that's interesting. You just kind of kept it going or, or, or did it something that kind of, kind of nag at you a, a, a little bit? Well, if, if I have to speak of anything in retrospect, then I guess this part is the adult speaking about speaking but mm. you know back then i i didn't really feel like it's a cultural thing right i just feel like it's an individual thing that i'm just different or you know right yeah yeah so i just thought oh, everybody's so weird or i'm just not fitting in or because you know wherever you are there are people who who you know who are in sync with your energy so i just felt like there's just very few people in the world that fits with my energy but it just turns out it was a culture thing yeah yeah and it, what's so and uh, some the same word you said what's so interesting about that is um i i think when you're your 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 worldview at that time just as a kid by nature is kind of myopic to a degree like you, you know it's just kind of narrow so you think like okay this is just me in in terms of the world i'm just kind of different um whereas when you kind of expand it out which exactly what you're saying that a lot of people are probably having that same shared experience in their own you know specific way so that that is very interesting actually and you honestly perfectly segued into the next thing i wanted to ask you about which was your your your, your father so so he was mm. an, an artist but but what type of art did he did he specialize in and create um well he he was a painter he was uh he, now he's a professor of fine arts uh in, in korea but uh yeah but he he, he painted um uh, nothing else he wasn't like a musician or anything but mm. Uh, yeah, he 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 painted. That's basically what he did. Of course, okay. he he had interest in other other fields. Right, uh, right. But that was but, like his main bread and butter, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and I guess you know, obviously, <laughs> for for individuals that know you, we all know where this is going. Um, and in terms of your art, artistic, um, you know, ex exploits of your own. But how did you, you know your father being in that that headspace and and that being his passion and you know creative outlet? How do, how do you think that maybe affected you and, and ultimately the decision you decided to take? Uh, right. Um, again, yeah, in, in retrospect, it influenced my artistic direction a lot. But back then, I was rather confused and stressed about, you know, all these conflicting cultural beliefs and people right, who hold different right. values. I really didn't know how to act, especially since Europe and Asia in the 90s had, if not completely opposite, quite dramatically different lifestyle. Having said that, yes, it is true that, you know, I, I grew up surrounded by art pieces, sculptures, artists, or, yeah. you know, any, any unique individuals with, uh, let's say, like, daring perspective. Uh, and I remember uh, in, enjoying that a lot. I would always kind of hang around in my father's workspace, uh, watch him paint and, and yeah. try to make stuff of my own. And uh, I originally wanted to become a painter or, or uh, I guess the correct term is like a contemporary artist. Mm. Um, he was also super into music, uh, and I was already sentimental enough as a young kid to kind of uh, cry or be moved by certain chord progressions or lyrics. I remember like writing down 
the lyrics for this very old Korean song by playing and pausing it every two seconds on our family LP player when I was eight because I was so touched by it. Um, but all that to say, uh, I, I learned like early on the benefits of mm, artistic endeavor in life uh, and how precious and one-of-a-kind self-expression through creation is compared to my peers, I guess. So I knew that's something I must never let go of no matter uh, what career I eventually end up taking. But otherwise, obviously, when I was a little boy, I just said I want to become a policeman or a president <laughs> or something like the rest. You know, Granted, I did write that I want to become a painter a few times, uh, but uh, it was more of a, yeah, so it was more of a deep-rooted feeling uh, than a conscious self-acknowledgement, but it did affect me for sure, yeah. Which is, and that's, that's so awesome. Kind of that, uh, you know, I, I guess that environment kind of like unlocked your, your, you opened your pores, I guess, a little bit to, um, inevitably. To, to that yeah. Of, yeah. That's, that's cool. And I, I guess, I, I think you had, you had said this as well. Um, but you can, you know, obviously correct me if I'm wrong. Was yeah. your dad also into, to movies as, as well? Um, when, when, at, mm-hmm. at a young, when you were younger or, or not so much? Oh no. Oh, absolutely. He okay. was super into films. Yeah. What Definitely. did he, what, what did he kind of keep in the, the household? Was it just everything under the sun or did he have like a certain genre that he tend to, to gravitate? I mean, towards? now I know he's not as deeply into films that I, as I once, once thought. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you lied to but, me, dad. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's got a very commercial taste. Not that it's a bad thing, but, uh, he doesn't get the intricacies of, of, of filmmaking or, or, sure. or the motion picture as, as a medium as much as I thought that, that he does. But, mm. um, but yeah, he had like a huge collection of VHS tapes. I, I mean, like huge. I don't think I ever finished everything he had. That was going to be my next um, question. <laughs> what, okay, sure. What is it? No, I would just if you were able to finish um, all, the, all the things he had in his collection. But also oh, you, oh you, no, you never. I, I don't. I mean, maybe it's the young self kind of looking at the world bigger than it actually is but in my head it was hundreds and hundreds of vhs types so no and i guess in it's it's funny because i think back to and oftentimes i do this when i'm you know obviously speaking to individuals i use my own experiences as kind of like um you know a sounding board but i think of my own parents and whenever i was like watching movies or inside for too long they'd be like do what you get out the house go go do something else but I, i think at least your dad being somewhat of a a cinephile, maybe he he kind of a, 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 when you were watching movies and doing that type of thing, he's like, "All right, look at my son, kind of absorbing this mm. this art." Um, so so just kind of looking back now, was it is is that something you're kind of happy that uh, you know they they let you kind of you know em- embrace that medium and that art form at a, at a young age where maybe some other parents wouldn't necessarily? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, are, are we talking films here though? Yeah, films. I will say in particular. Right. I mean, yeah. In that case, they they were definitely very encouraging like you say um i don't know about you know staying in front of the tv all day per se but but mm. as, as long as, <laughs> as, as, as as you know if it, if you're talking the vhs tapes um i think it was him who who suggested that i start watching oh you know, wow this film and that <laughs> film yeah so like i remember like watching and i said this in in my patreon and stuff like that too but uh jean-jacques Gano's 1988 film there's this film called the bear and I watched that maybe, maybe 50, 50 times, if, if not more. Wow. Uh, you know, and, and all the usual suspects like the original Jurassic Park or Terminator 2. And he was always so excited to show me these films and go, you know, this is, this is great stuff. Like, you got to watch it. So, 
um, yeah, in, in that case, I guess, yeah, very thankful that, that he introduced me to the excitement of watching film. And I, I can only imagine um, if he keeps up with your videos, um, seeing you kind of dissect things in the way you do, he's like, man, that sounds pretty good at this. <laughs> I'm glad I had right. those VHS tapes around after all. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if he actually watches them in full and gets it, but, mm. but you know, he, but he is proud for sure. Maybe he, he does acknowledge that, oh, he must be good at it. That's why it's worth it. So uh, before we kind of dive too deep into to, to movies and kind of um, you know what you're what you're doing now, um, before you were a, a movie man, you were a, a, a music man, or maybe I guess I could say those things kind of started around a similar time period. Um, yeah. So tell me more about your your introduction, I guess, to movies. I know you were saying a second ago that um, you, you know, you, or not to movies, into to music. I know you were saying a oh, second mm -hmm. ago that you were. Um, you know, you're one of those individuals at a young age that you kind of opened yourself up to be moved by music as, as an art form. Whereas, mm. you know, kind of, I imagine a lot of other, your peers were kind of like, oh, the, the beeps and the boops of this sound interesting. <laughs> and that was as far as they decided to go. But uh, <laughs> kind of tell me about your, maybe your, your early kind of interaction with music. Um, yeah, I mean, music, I think I began delving myself into the world of music again because of my father um he also had a, a, a huge collection of cds yeah uh, and, and lps uh that was that was one thing he never took on uh and regretted uh never having the chance to to learn music uh despite wanting to so when i asked if i can learn to play the piano just just because i was bored you know it wasn't something like oh i need i want piano it was just piano because everybody's learning piano uh, and I think I was like eight and we were very poor back then and he immediately said yes and I started learning so that was that that kind of went on and off until I was in high school um, and, I, and I started playing the guitar in, in middle school I was a shit guitar player so don't ask me about that me time. too but <laughs> oh you still play not at all that's why I gave okay. up <laughs> okay well I almost kind of gave up then it was just a hobby but music in general uh, mm. became a big thing uh, perhaps even more so than films by then, just because it's just easier to listen to music on your own and imagine shit and be all cool and edgy as a teenager. Absolutely. Uh, Who does love edginess a as a teenager? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, watch film and be edgy? No, you're going to listen to music, uh, try to act cool. So, you know, I, I have this habit of always kind of imagining myself uh, on stage, you know, listening to the existing music, like as if I am the performer. Yeah. Um, pretending I wrote it and just made music videos in my head. So, oh, so like you say, I guess visual and audio kind of began collapsing and unifying in my life from, from that you know, it's, it's, I'm so glad you said that because you mentioned that in a video that you kind of did that, um, you know, you play the music and, and obviously kind of visualize. And I thought I was the only one who did that. Wait, <laughs> when did I say that? Uh, you, I believe you said that this is this is how deep the research kind of goes i don't remember wow. how, what the video it either was that q a video no it wasn't uh -huh. that q a video it was i think it was a patreon video where you made a, a, a mention of that 
Um, really? Yeah, some somewhere in there, I want to say. I should have I should have kind of put like a little footnote next to all my uh, my 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 stuff. But um, you you mentioned somewhere and when I heard it, I was like, oh my goodness, I used to do that too. And I thought I was the only one who ever did that. And I was <laughs> like, oh, so I'm not I'm not too crazy then. <laughs> I mean, I still do that. I don't know. I I still do that. I yeah. don't know about you. I don't know if you grew up. No, out I still this, do. I still do. Exactly. It's fun, it, I, man. And it, what's funny is that I never really understood. I'm like, how the hell do I come up with, you know, like 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 why does why does this musical piece or this part in the the music make me envision this specific thing or me doing this specific thing on stage but for some reason it connected and i always just thought that was interesting um mm, so yeah mm. it, you you validated me a little bit when you when you said that so um thinking about you now you're kind of in teenage years we're kind of charting the, the path through your life a little bit here um, and, and you're getting into music more so. But then you also get to the point, you know, and there's, I think there's almost like a, a leap somewhere in here where it goes from listening to music, starting to learn instruments versus making your own music. Mm-hmm. When did you start like actually sitting down and, and kind of getting in the lab with that? Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it connects uh, from, from that point nicely, I think, because then I went to university and got a chance mm-hmm. to, uh, oh, this is a long time ago. Um, addition <laughs> for like an uh, acapella group oh, uh, cool. as a as a beatboxer don't ask me about that uh, but of course I got interested in singing instead for some reason I started practicing that um, and by my second year I picked up playing guitar again but mm. a little bit more seriously uh, I, I also had a, a few close friends who were who were majoring in music and I think I think that's a big thing like when you when you have when you surround yourself um, with a certain type of people, you're automatically inclined to think more like them and, and join their world, and it's, it's inevitable. So naturally, by the third year, I realized I just really want to become a musician. Like, I want to try awesome. this. Um, my circumstances have kind of, I guess, blo- blossomed into wanting to try to pursue music as a career, but it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't romantic, though. Like, I, I say it like I'm, I'm going through this beautiful history, but obviously it was super bad. My mom absolutely hated the idea because, you know, I had zero experience, zero education on it, zero perceptible skills. I've never really toyed with the idea before with them, and I was just doing psychology in university. So, you know, like, she was, literally, she was just like, where the fuck is this coming from? No way, right? So... <laughs> But, you know, it was something like I, I, I had to, and I, maybe this is a cliche thing, I don't know what musicians say, but I knew I had to because I, I actually tried not to do it. Like, I tried to quit and, and get rid of the idea of pursuing really? it. Just, just, yeah, just because I didn't want conflict with my parents, and I'm, I'm in Canada alone, and I always lived alone, and, you know, I just, I, I, family, to me, was a little bit more important than, you know, other people at that age, at least. Uh, and also, you know, because I didn't want conflict with others around me who also thought it's a crazy idea, mm-hmm. nobody really supported the idea. Even some of my musician friends were like, nah, man, you really think about it. It ain't like, I, even I'm not doing it professionally. What the, no way. What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm look, sorry, like, I, I love that. Your first like, listen, l- love the passion, <laughs> but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, oh, listen, that's good. you don't do that shit like that. No. That's, That's disrespectful to us. Um, <laughs> but look, I, I thought so too. Like if someone I look up to musically says I shouldn't, that's, I mean, that's devastating as a, as a young kid. Oh, right? absolutely. But, yeah. But I, just, I, but I just couldn't. It wasn't something I wanted to do. And maybe this is the cliche phrase, but 
it, it wasn't something I wanted to do. It felt more, more like something I had to do. Like I couldn't stop. Hmm. So, so that's when I started pushing through. And from 2012, that's how old I am, uh, with zero skills, I took a year off, came back to Korea, uh, didn't really even talk to my parents because they hated the, the idea. Just hate, hated the guts. Yeah. Uh, started working full time, meeting musicians, practicing, learning, like writing songs. And after one year, I had like seven songs written. Toughest year of my younger self, but also to this day, uh, probably the most hardworking and efficient year of my life, full Man. of passion and energy, emotions. And it was just the happiest time of my life, uh, while also being the loneliest and the most difficult. So when I came back to Canada, I began doing gigs, networking, collabing, and still practicing. And by 2014, I got a chance to work as a musician in Korea, ironically. So, so did oh. my friend who was also my roommate back then. So we went to Korea and tried different things, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Didn't like it there. So here I am. Awesome. Wow. I mean, um, I, I feel like we could probably do an entire separate podcast about 2012 to 2014 then just probably. based on your, <laughs> your yeah. music career. Yeah. I, I won't dive too deep into it though. Um, so, so I can kind of, kind of keep you going, but that's, you, it's funny cause you, in my head, before you had said that it's not, in my head, I was like, man, this is such a romantic picture that he's painting of this. And then you kind of gave me the stark reality of like, but this is actually what was going on at the time, you know, in terms yeah, of- Yeah, I mean, it can, the, it can be, yeah. Yeah, in, in terms of some of the separation there. Um, I, I think when people find, um, you know, I, I, and, and ultimately, sometimes I think it's the, um, you know, it's kind of looking down from the top a little bit and looking through rose-colored glasses once time passes by. Um, the, you talk to some people who ultimately do maybe make their career come true or, you know, are, are able to realize that. And they're like, oh, I remember I started and it was great and then it got even greater. <laughs> and now here I am, you know, now I'm headlining uh, at Madison Square Garden. And that's not reality, right? There's probably no, some very terrible no. years in there that they've just happened to maybe, you know, not really talk about anymore. Um, but, you know, I, I'm glad that you you kind of gave more of an honest um, perspective on, on what it what it really what it really was um you know during that that time period uh looking back now i guess and uh, just kind of like a, a a closing question on this chapter are you glad that you decided to kind of go against the grain and pursue things that way um yeah if we're, if we're talking just going against the grain in general definitely i feel mm. like i could have been more uh productive in other uh fields of art uh while at it but sure but you know if, if we go that route it's it's endless and right so yeah a simple answer is definitely definitely uh, probably one of the best decisions i've made in my life so. god good I, I like that that's that's awesome um and so i remember you were saying ultimately and i, I think you, you probably i kind of touched on it just a second ago but i think you described uh in this was in your q a video i, I want to say you described like the end to your your music career as a series of unfortunate events and and were those unfortunate events um you know kind of when you you and your friend went back to korea and were kind of like nah not really feeling this and then you like were, were, were those kind of the events that that ultimately kind of you know had you shift out of that space and move over to something else or, or was it something else that happened uh no yeah it was something else it's um oh, okay. it's just like what you said about uh you know painting the the a more realistic picture of things that it's not all romantic same mm -hmm. with like failures. I feel like sometimes it's not as dramatic as one wishes no. it would be. Sometimes it's such a simple thing that it's almost 
ridiculous if you just listen to it or read it on paper. Um, since you ask, okay. Well, um, so yeah, there's just because it's really ridiculous. Uh, I have to kind of preface it by kind of carrying sure. on from 2015, if you don't mind. Sure, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so like, Korea was fine. Like it, it was just the, the system of of you know being in the industry as a young kid, and we were just not. It, it was the same thing as when I was really young, and I, in Korea, I just didn't click. So the way things worked in Korea in the music industry just it didn't click with us. We couldn't really do anything that we want to do musically, and I mean it's same everywhere to an extent, but especially in Korea, like we just didn't want to stay there. So that was sure. a separate thing. Uh, by 2015, which is a year after my visit to Korea, we were still, you know, doing music. Um, I but I wrote maybe maybe two more songs, only one of which uh, I recorded, and mm. and just just kind of stopped, or just kind of paused. Right, I didn't like the the musician image I had built thus far. I felt like I'm not an artist, but rather a fun. Uh, bubbly pop singer who nobody cares about or, or really? something. Do, oh. Yeah, I mean, do remember I was still in my early mid-20s, so I was very insecure, immature, right. um, and, and didn't really know who I was or what I w was not, just as an artist, not just as an artist, uh, but as a person. So it's just kind of, everything felt off, and I wanted to change my music completely to something that is more, I don't know, sh chic or, you know, artistic, whatever the fuck that means. Sure. Uh, and basically, I just wanted to be, be more more mysterious, like you. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately, more, you came to where you are now. Crap. That sounds like, I, that sounds like I'm still in that mind space. But no, more unapproachable. And then you became just, an edgy teenager again. No, no <laughs> crap. I was just tired of, you know, hustling. I, was, I, I think I was burnt sure. out. So while my roommate kept making music and bettering himself, I was working overtime, trying to make a living and just thinking, just designing, mentally mapping out what kind of music I should do and how I should go about it without ever actually just doing it. I, I had such high standards at that point just because I had a little bit of experience and skill now um, that when I suddenly shifted my gears, uh, to to this new genre of music that I mm. thought fits my image, I, I just couldn't relearn this new genre I was trying to tackle, and also couldn't handle the idea of my first few cre creations being, you know, complete dog shit. Uh, the gap between my skill and my ideals was was too big for my my own good, and so I just stopped. Now, that was until 2018 when I restarted my music as a more mature person, still working overtime, and I worked on this new album for a year, a full year, hustling, when my external drive that contained all my music Here we go. just got physically burnt due to bad wiring and stuff. Cherry on top, a week before that happened, I also snapped my shoulder completely. I, I, I was a boxer at the time, and. And I got hurt pretty badly in one sparring session. So I was working overtime like 65 hours at a kitchen with one arm and in pain constantly. And my files were gone forever. Mm. So that was, that, that was when I really stopped, actually. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, a series of unfortunate events indeed. Um, 
In a nutshell, there's more stuff, but in a nutshell. Of course, right, yeah. Um, uh, The story is always deeper um, than kind of like a a quick synopsis. But, uh, that I mean, uh, that really paints the pictures. And I I see why – it's funny because in that video, and I find myself, especially when I was going through and researching for this, whenever you would give me like a nugget of your past, I'm like, well, well, tell me the background, damn it. Like, tell me more about what happened. But you were just like a series of unfortunate events. Next question. I'm like, oh, damn, <laughs> he's just going to move on. Um, but, but now to actually hear that, that's, that's, that's you know, that's, that's, I, can see, I can see why it, it, it kind of maybe was an abrupt stop after just all those things kind of happened, seemingly one after another. I'm like yeah. you're saying, kind of cherry, cherry on top. Um, so, so kind of, I guess, picking up there, in 2018 um where were you i guess you just had to i could take a guess but where were you just kind of mentally at at this time um and and just after after the kind of the music thing had been derailed to this degree what was what was next i guess uh like after the series of yeah i mean how did you in in my opinion like how how do you or at least in my my head i'm thinking how did you kind of conceptualize of like like just where to go now i guess because uh, it seems from what you were saying working overtime at that kitchen it didn't seem like maybe that w- was that a, maybe a direction that you wanted to go in full time as maybe a chef or you know it just just what did you think was next for you uh yeah that, that was the thing right because it's not just you know you external drive kind of getting wiped out or being stolen is such a common thing especially for any artistic individual who who is dumb enough to have just one backup Actually, if you just have it in one external drive, you don't call it a backup. That's just all you That's have. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> even dumber than I thought. Um, but, you know, that happens a lot. And it's, it's not as bad because you can just recover it most of the time. Even if you don't, they just pick it up and go again. But it's, it's, it's only because I've been at this ditch for, for three, four years trying to do something different and restart it. Yeah. And always imagining that I can make it or, you know, I can do this. I even gave up, you know, good opportunities in, in, in Korea just so I can rebuild it in Canada or, or, or anywhere else. And just that kind of happening felt like maybe I'm not supposed to do this. You know, I gave this a try. I'm in my late 20s by then. And I'm like, well, maybe it's time to, you know, move on do something mm. else. So for the first week or two, I was like, done i'm like well i don't know like i had no direction because yeah. you know I, there's nothing else that i thought of I, i've done many jobs I, i've worked at a kitchen i worked at uh, as a marketer salesman i've done shit ton of stuff but that was just a side hustle always even if i was doing it full time and climbing up the ladder it was only so i can do music all i ever wanted in my life to is to make enough money I, I wasn't even greedy just enough money so i can live doing music right and it felt like that was gone so there's no there there was no direction now that you ask and think about it i think mm. i was just there doing what i was always doing and just not thinking some point um you know it, it's funny if i had interviewed you at 20 in, in 2018 you're like well i don't know what i'm going to do next but ultimately we do know what you were going to do next right just mm. by the way history works out so 
when it came to to starting to 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 dive into to films and to think about not I guess not even diving into films, just even creating a, a YouTube channel and having an online presence in some form or fashion. What was the spark that you know maybe pushed you you to do that? Because I'm sure obviously you had put your music out there online before and and you had had some type of presence, but that's what you were known for. It's like Speaky Meal, you know, he, he does this music stuff like that's what he does. But to make the transition to actually like making videos and, and, and doing things of that. I mean, just how did that how did that even start? Right. How did that start? Uh, it's weird because it's it, it feels like everything that I've done as a musician up to that point was like a preparation for for this. Right. It's not that I never thought of it. Um, I think it was actually quite soon after that happened that I was like, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing YouTube. Fuck this. Mm -hmm. uh, because I always wanted to do this. And at the time, I, I, I lost everything and I kind of started out of anger. Uh, like, why, have, why haven't I started this yet? Why am I living in fear and in doubt and always just thinking conceptually, uh, imagining ideas and my future self without ever just going for it and making it a reality? And... I also had this belief um, that I can do this, like YouTube, uh, mm. that somehow I knew how this works and I had something special that would make people want to hear what I have to say. Uh, yeah. It also helps that I grew up with film before music. Um, and, it, it, you know, it's, and also because, because a lot of my musician friends, including my roommate, who's still a musician actually. Um, wow. He, yeah, yeah, he's doing good. Um, because a lot of the friends around us were also contemporary artists and filmmakers, and we had chances to do outdoor exhibitions uh, where we would mix music and 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 you know, um, like a, like a visual piece uh, of, of you know a, a piece of art that is visual. What, what am I saying? Um, you know, I, I get what you mean. I yeah, understand. I'm, I'm losing like words here. Kind of like coming yeah, together. video installation kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I was exposed to that early on, even when I was doing music. And plus, our you know, we both did this, but I was always imagining visuals first. I realized that one right. point, whenever I was doing music, I was doing music so I can create the visuals for it. Yes. Like yeah. that was the purpose. I wanted to make an even better music video with the music that I have instead of making videos from songs that aren't mine. So that's why I started music. That's what I realized. And because I was always watching films and because I was always watching, you know, movie reviewers and I was very aware of how the platform works. And I always had it in the back of my mind that I want to, I can probably do it better than some of these people. Yeah. So I think that's how I had the courage to start. Yeah. And you were right. <laughs> you know, to be fair, I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to put you in an awkward way to say it, but you're right on both of those counts, right? I think you do you have something that people do want to listen to. Um, you know, I personally obviously I, I'm a big fan. Um and uh, you have a uh, you have a you know a couple thousand people that I think would agree with me at least in that opinion, <laughs> uh, which is which is awesome. Um, and and I guess you know and what's actually so interesting about that is it's so great to hear how you you started and kind of your mindset because 
you're one of the kind of creators I go back and, and look at your old stuff and I'm like, damn, this, this is still pretty good, right? Like, you know, the, usually when you go back and look at someone's first YouTube video, it's like, oh, this is terrible. They're in their bedroom. They have a, you know, they're recording oh, right. their, their handheld iPhone. And yeah, that, like, that's the first video. But that wasn't your first video. It was, it, it was, it was, a, it's still something that kind of holds up. But, you know, this is me kind of spewing as like a fanboy now. But how do you view kind of your early content uh, on, on your channel? Do you, do you look at it fondly or you're like, oh, God, no? Oh, I guess you didn't watch a lot of video essay channels then. But I mean, hey, well, I'm grateful you think that way. I don't, I don't know if I agree <laughs> that my older stuff is anything close to my newer stuff. But mm. if you aren't going too far back, I guess I will gladly take that compliment. Um, well, I mean, it's in the world of video essays, I think my first video is horrendous compared to other channels. I, there are so many channels where their first video is just as good, if not better than my, my latest. Mm. And, and you said you were right, like I was right, but I was about to follow that with now that was not true, although things worked out. Uh, because I was utterly hopeless in my video cre creation process initially. The only thing I was used to it was, you know, maneuvering my mic and voice recording from my music right. career, using my voice in general from my singing, and just orga organizing the shit out of, you know, my thoughts, because that's all I've done in my entire life. I had too many thoughts, too many jumbled up ideas, and all I could do is to organize them perfectly so when the time comes, I can just present them in the most concise manner possible so people can understand what the fuck I'm saying. So yeah, I started with, you know, simple reviews if you've actually watched my first video. It was shit. And I quickly realized, look, I want to move on from this typical top fives or yeah, you know, ending, yeah. ending explain. Look, I'm not saying it's, it's bad. I'm just saying I didn't want to do that because there's millions of channels doing that. Right. And wanted to just challenge myself even if I failed to believe in myself and create a video essay. Mm. I was absolutely horrified in the in the beginning because I never studied film ever and I felt like I would just have to speak out of my ass half the time to come up with something anything close to interesting or worth listening to but hey here here we are I guess but here here we are indeed right uh, <laughs> you know you, you somehow made very it lucky far. I would say <laughs> Oh man. I it's it's interesting to to get your um your perspective on 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 your early stuff actually. Um now uh, after we're after we're done this um done this episode, I'm just going to open one tab and have your most recent video, open another tab and have your oldest video. <laughs> Tone, just play them side time side. to make my videos private. <laughs> this is going to be you're going to beat me to the punch. I'm going to go back and your your, most, your latest video is going to be from like, you know, a year ago. It's like, oh, no, uh, <laughs> the old stuff is gone. Um, and actually, uh, I, I guess to that point of, of, of that process of because obviously you did get better, right? I, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty obvious. Um, that's that, that's that true. Yeah. The, the craft is uh, you've progressed. Um, I better. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Right. <laughs> um, but um you know, when, when it came to that, that process of getting better at, at what you're doing, was it just a, because I think t to a degree, maybe you didn't know the, the finer tuned things of, of cinema and film and that type of thing and being able to actually speak to it in a conceptual manner and, and speak the lingo, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you obviously did have some background and some, some, somewhat of a foundation to, to help you along but but what did the process I guess over maybe the first like year two years look like for you of getting better was it just watching more movies and, and and kind of sitting back or was it independent study because 
you don't really you know you don't really release a ton of videos so it wasn't like you were just like you know spraying and praying and then you eventually kind of found that formula what what, what was that process of getting better like for you um yeah i mean I, people actually ask me this so many times so frequently like how do you analyze films or you know that was a question i had too and you know if you want to get better at anything you got to watch people doing it mm. so instead of watching films i watched video essays so you know i would but i wouldn't just watch video essays to copy what they're saying i would watch video essays to see how they come up with things like um if i watch a film and i try to come up with my own stuff i, I write that down and i watch right. a video essay and then i go oh my god like how how did what i wrote become that where is the, how do you go from here to that Mm -hmm. And then, and then you know, the more you watch, the more pattern you see of things that you have to notice. Uh, that, that you learn that you don't watch films like on a narrative standpoint. You got to watch films with a different set of habits. Like, are you counting cuts? Are you looking at repeating colors? You got to focus on one thing. And at first, I had to watch many, many times to pick up on those. And then, just to pick up on those, it took a long time. But once you pick it, pick it up, you go, well, what does what does this mean? And so it's it's like any any other you know studying any any other type of studying like you have to keep at it and analyze and but um, to more to directly answer your question I guess hmm. um, I don't I don't know because I know that's how I got better but I remember the first time I tried any type of video essay was on The Shining. Uh, and why it's scary or something like that. I don't remember. And I was talking right. about how there are things that are hidden in plain sight and how certain sounds are off sync and stuff like that. And, and, and those I didn't, you know, I just came up with. I, I didn't study or I didn't. It was prior to all my studying. And I think that's why I started with horror film because I watched so many horror films as a young kid that there was a certain beat that I could feel in horror films. And all I had to do is articulate it, uh, and then yeah. that became uh, a material. So, so I think I started that way, and then eventually moved on to other films that are not horror, and became a little bit more technical. Uh, started learning the terms. So I think it was, it was certain things were in my head already from mm -hmm. watching so many films. I just had to learn the language for it so I can express it better. Yeah. Right, and that's yeah, uh, that's exactly kind of. Um, what I was thinking back when you were ultimately or initially when you were kind of telling me about how you were growing up and watching things, it's like, you you know, this is like the cliche thing I'm about to, to say, but it's like almost like you've been preparing for this your whole life, whether you knew it or not. <laughs> right. You're right. That is very. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Okay. Right. Go yeah. on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it's your show. Awkward. Go on. It's, it, <laughs> if this is how you're setting up the bar, I'm not going to stop you. It makes it sound a lot more cool and intentional when I say it that way, right? Like, oh, this, <laughs> this, you knew it was gonna be go this way all along, all a part of his master plan. But uh, um, more, more seriously though, um, I, yeah, it's, it's a great point that sometimes you you learn and you don't know that you're necessarily learning towards something. It's just you were doing it innately, and now it came useful in the future. Who would have thought? Um, and I, I and I think you you had, had mentioned this in that that video, but y you actually had. Um, I'm not sure if you you finished or you you followed through with it. You you had applied or to to go to actual like film school at some point. Was that 2020, 2021? Like, how, what was that experience like? Did you end up doing that and following through with it? Yeah, to 2021. 
So I got in, yes. Uh, uh, nice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, actually, it is nice because I didn't expect, because you have to, with any film schools or with any art-related uh, degrees, you have to have a portfolio. A yeah. And for, for film production for this particular school, I had to have a short film, uh, which I've never done in my entire life. I haven't even really touched a, a, a film-specific camera in my life. Uh, so I had to shoot like a five minute short uh, in, in like a month or less. And I had no idea, no script, nothing. So I just willy nilly, ah, if I don't get it, I'll just won't go. And I did it and it worked. So yay, but also, wow, if I'm getting it, I don't know if I can trust this school. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but uh, no, but I think I think what mattered also was the cover letter and everything else. But mm. so I got in and I did my first year. Uh, very busy year having to manage both YouTube, school, life and all. Uh, and then I actually had to drop uh, my second year, which is this year, mm. uh, because my YouTube got ridiculous with other side projects and stuff. Uh, and I was originally thinking of returning next year, but the more I think about it, I don't know if I feel the need. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll have to time it right to when I can really put in the effort and not waste this opportunity to create and collab with others on set and shoot my own thing, right? And I don't know if that time will come anytime soon because I'm not going to school for anything else. I'm only there to get more experience on set to learn what it's like to be on set, to set up the lighting, to actually see right. what, I, what changes that brings, to feel what it's like to go through pre-production, etc. So just so I can better my videos and approach it from more diverse angles I couldn't have before, so... And you, yeah, so, and, and when I, you know, had listened to you saying that in the video, it's like, how cool is that going to be that you can actually kind of speak to some of these things um, from a real life perspective rather than just theory exactly. of like, I think yeah. this is kind of what happens in the background for, for right. film, at least from what I've read, right? Versus like, I've actually done this to a certain degree and I can, I can really say this is actually what happens. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that's going to be interesting to, if you do to decide to, to, to go back. So um that actually brings up a question i want to ask you in, in the future but I'll, I'll save that for for a little bit later but sure um in, in terms of your your cadence of like let's get into i guess kind of youtube a little bit more now um in terms of uh like a like kind of nuts and bolts of it um because your content is a little bit um yeah, you're not releasing, it's similar to what I was saying, the spray and pray approach. You don't release, you know, a ton of videos, like a video a week or something like that. And, and you know, all right, at the end of the year, I'm going to have 52 videos. I think it's going to kind of cover XXS and, and, and this, and it's going to be good to go. And, you know, I'm kind of hitting a quota, I guess you could say. For, for you, it seems like you kind of, um, there has to be some planning here, I'm sure. But it feels like, to um, you know, for, for you, you really kind of prioritize, like, you know, putting out something that's maybe going to fit in like an overall like body of work and, and going to say something fairly meaningfully. How do you, you know, determine when you actually want to make a video in the first place? Because I think maybe on a, in a yearly span, you'll maybe release what, 10, 15 videos somewhere, somewhere around that. Um, so, so how do you kind of decide of like, all right, this is the time? Um, well, there, there actually is a pattern, more or less. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I actually have to follow that pattern because of, you know, sponsorship deals and all sure. that stuff. Um, well, I mean, I actually started with weekly videos because it was reviews, just, mm -hmm. just plain reviews. Most of them are deleted or private, but that's how I started. Mm -hmm. Now, 
And then in the middle, when, when I started kind of blowing up, I, I, I was uploading every two weeks, which if I think back is, it just blows my mind. I don't know how I did it, but mm-hmm. you know, just adrenaline pump, I guess. <laughs> uh, now it's fixed to once a month, actually. It's, it's, it's one video within that month or every four to five weeks to be precise. Um, but you know, it, wasn't that your question? What, what was your question? That was that was the question. Um, just in terms yeah. of uh, how you kind of determine that. I actually, um, you know, now that you said it's kind of once a month, that kind of like aligns with about ten to fifteen videos per year. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of fits nicely right into that um, slot. But when it comes to, and I, and I guess this is maybe dictated by sponsorships and other types of things. But when it comes to what you actually decide to analyze and to subsequently release, you know, to us, your audience. Um, is it, you know, you're watching a bunch of movies or you maybe see some things being released and you're like, ah, oh, maybe I'll give that a look, maybe give that a try. Or, or are you the type of person that you kind of have like maybe a running tally of like a bunch of stuff you would like to do and you just, you know, pick one off the, the bulletin board and like, it's your turn today. Let's, let's dive into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. It's, um. It's it's a combination of, of things that you've listed, I think. I, mm-hmm. I definitely do want to stay on top of the films that are coming out, but I'm not... I'm, I say this in my Q&A video, too, and I say this with genuine belief. I'm not really good at this. I'm not... As in, I'm not trying to be false, humble, and shit. Like, I, I, I can't do this with any film. You know, you know what I mean? I, I, I can only do this with a certain type of film. Mm. And... You know, it's just, and it's also always around this time of the year that I fall into this habit of creation, kind of losing my integrity, forgetting my true role, or, you know, just trying to pump out a video. Mm. And then I always fall flat in views around this time. I, maybe it's winter. <laughs> I don't know. Always. And, Must and be the then we cap. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know why, if it's cold weather, people will be watching more YouTube, but. But this is always the time when I recap why I started this YouTube channel and, and regain my energy, or try to regain my energy to create something I really want to instead of following the trend or you know only listening to subscribers to make the video they want to watch when I have zero interest in it. Because right. it always shows when I'm not passionate about the film that I'm talking about. No matter how much I try to trick myself or the audience into believing that you know I am actually loving this film for this or that reason um Mm. and and yes because the nature of the video itself is different from gaming or vlogging or even reviews i i I can't post an analysis video every week like you say as much as i love to i I mean i love to be able to post a video every three three days that would be wonderful but so it's always it, it takes a long time for me to choose a, a film it has to be a combination of what do people want to watch from my channel what do i want to do it on what's trending and you know it's it's only around this time of the year again that i go screw everything what i really want to talk about you know it, it, things are falling flat anyways let's just do what i like to do uh but even then it's, it's sometimes really hard because where do i find that what, what what movie is that how do i know like i have to rewatch random films to see if it sparks <laughs> right because i can only do it like because people always request hey can you do this film or to do that film and i would love to but first um is there going to be other people watching that video i mean i have to be realistic 
-hmm. And secondly, even if I don't care about that, I just what if I just I don't feel like what if I can't come up with anything interesting to say, and what if I'm not passionate about speaking about this film in a certain way? I'm not that good. Like if I was really good at it, I could just choose any film and do it. But yeah. for me, it has to be genuine. So that's maybe like a, a good thing in one sense because once I make a video on something I like, it'll be really passionate. Uh, but also a bad thing because I, I, I always have to struggle uh, in the process of looking, you know, finding, discovering this film that I can make a video for this month. So. Yeah, it's almost like you're, like you said, it's really a double-edged sword. You're boxed in by the timing and kind of, uh, I guess, integrity piece of it. But the timing and integrity piece of it is kind of what makes your videos your videos, I think, to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just the, the pros and cons of it. Um, and, you know, to me, is I don't, I've never really had to, to create too much, um, you know, uh, 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 seriously, I guess, for um, an audience aside from, you know, for photography clients and that type of stuff. But that's, mm -hmm. you know, relatively self-contained just in like a day or a couple. Um, but in terms of you releasing a video, it's like you hit the upload button and you're like, let's see what's going to happen <laughs> kind of to a degree. Right. Yeah. There is like a crossing your fingers to degree to it, because I mean, you've been on the platform for a few years. You've you know consumed a lot of content. So you have an understanding of like, I think this would do well. I think my audience will respond. I think the Internet in general might be looking for this type of content, et cetera. But th there must be some kind of pressure that comes with this as well, especially now that this is kind of like your at least to my understanding, your main thing and, you know, kind right. of the, the baby that you're nurturing. Yeah, how does it feel when you click that upload button once a month, you know, some months where you're like, yeah, is it some months you're like, all right, this is definitely going to do well. Have you gotten to that point or are, is it still just like, well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's funny that you say that because I recently really felt like, oh, now I'm kind of comfortable uploading whatever because I, awesome. I, I had this well, I mean, hold on a second. You thought so. <laughs> I thought because, you know, I, I, I had this uh, couple months of period where I was like, whatever I do, it's, it's just kind of working. It was looking pretty good for a while. <laughs> it was looking pretty good for a while. And, and I thought, well, it's, it's, it's a mix of me just having more audience in general so that it boosts up the initial click-through and impression, yeah. helping the YouTube algorithm all that stuff. But also I just kind of, oh, I kind of get it a little bit. And then of course winter comes and then I change and people change and YouTube changes, everything changes. And I kind of, ooh, fall flat a little bit. So it's, um, every time, I, the, the bad thing about it is that I don't click upload and, and feel mentally pressured to do well. I feel like I click upload and just cross my fingers so that it doesn't fail. It's, it's mm. a little bit more negative than I hope yeah. it does good, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, because it's, it, it's, it's, if I don't, like, it's, there's this pressure. Like, if, if I don't do this one well, then my month is gone because I do mm -hmm. one video a month. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm one step closer to going back to working elsewhere. And it's, it's not just that surface level of oh i can't do this anymore but it's also this because i can always just work and do this like there's no problem with that i, I mm -hmm. mean although it would suck i can still do it but it's just that ooh, i can't really do this with the audience anymore mm -hmm. there's that too because i've made so many connections now um 
and and yes, I, I still do have that less now, but like when I first started, it just felt like a constant tug of war. Like no matter how much I pull, one wrong move and I'm pulled all the way back. Right. Or, or, or front in that case. And, and even if I find a nice balance point of constant pull and, and stabilization, I'm still in a tug of war. It's still a war and there's, not, there's no resting. You got to stay awake and just keep burning away. So again, like that kind of life balance is, is really important to me to stay alive. Always just thought this was YouTube and content, online content creators especially, maybe creators in general. Um, if I kind of expanded it out, but just uh, just a mental game somewhat in terms of, uh, especially if you're, if you're going to be someone who's only going to release 12 times a year, whatever. Um, of of just some of the 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 you know mind games that I, I I me if I was doing this I would play with myself of just oh man all right so okay last video didn't do great hit this number necessarily now i have to think about all right now i really have to nail this next one right yeah. you know it, it puts more pressure it, it's it's almost um you know like a sports analogy when uh, say a, a player or, or someone has like a bad game now the eyes are on you for the next game and then the next game oh now this guy's in a rut oh i wonder what's going on with um you, you know this guy why why is he you know why is his last two videos flop that type of thing and then it, it just kind of it's like a snowball basically you know rolling mm -hmm, down the hill mm -hmm. um which you know, I could I could imagine that would be difficult. Um, but but looking at your channel, um, you know, through a, through a positive lens, uh, with the kind of you know release schedule, cadence, topic, you know, you obviously as the main driver of the channel, the uh, the channel, you've you, and I'm not sure if you I should have checked it today, but you you're like right on the cusp of three hundred thousand you know th subscribers. I want to say. Uh, if I remember I think so. I correctly. Think so. Um, I should know, shouldn't I? Right. Yeah, I thought you would know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I have no idea, to the truth be told. You should be pretty close. Um, I should be very close. Um, and and I, I guess and just me bringing up that number, you know, it's it's not like you've you've been at this for, for, for crazy, crazy long. And I've talked to some people who have been at it for, you know, 10 years plus 10 years um yeah Jesus <laughs> um, christ <laughs> and the, you just imagine the 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 i guess the mental like you know uh, fortitude they've had to have i guess to a degree which which is a, a whole interesting conversation but um you, you know you i think you've done pretty well i mean I, I, i'm not sure how you view your, your your channel and your growth and that type of thing but you have found a community and, and you have um i think cultivated that in a really cool way um, and you've been able to have, from what I've seen from your comment section, sometimes, you know, some, some cool discussions and, you know, c talking points that of people uh, uh, kind of going into. Um, and, you know, to me, thinking about, yeah, I had started this off saying you're, you're mysterious, but I think, and you might not like me saying this, I kind of think the mystique that you've had maybe in, in years past is starting to kind of like drop maybe just a little bit, just in terms of, you know, like your, your We Watch collaboration, for instance, of like, you know, we can watch a movie with you now or, um, you, you know, your, your Patreon and, and we can interact with you directly there and, and support you. Um, it, it feels like, you know, our, me uh, slash us as the audience, you know, watching you is starting to get a little bit closer to you as things start mm -hmm. to to grow. So I guess just just overall, how do you how do you feel about your channel looking at it now, looking at some of the things that you've maybe accomplished milestone wise or you know, some of the interactions you've maybe had with your fans, just, just how does it make you feel, I guess? Yeah, I mean, 
I should I should be able to answer this pretty naturally, shouldn't I? It's funny that I have to really think this much about the easiest question out of the podcast. <laughs> but that's how much I sometimes just don't or can't think about it. But it's but it's wild. Like I, I do think about it from time to time. I blew up, like you say, fairly quickly. Uh, for a content creator in 2020 in YouTube, on YouTube, right? Even compared to others in the field. And, and the more you do it, the more you realize how impossible it is to actually have this many, I mean, let alone, like, like it's just to, to even have 10K subscribers. It's, you know, most people don't make it there. So no. <laughs> really? Like, cause I, what, what was it? Like 700 hours of video per minute being uploaded? Some, something, something ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. Something <laughs> unbelievable. So just to have been found or discovered in that sea of, you know, videos and, and having a number that I can't even really, you know, what, what's 300,000? I don't even know what that is. Right. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's wild and I'm, I'm very grateful, but um, I don't know. At this point, like like you, you could tell, I, I really don't care much about the subscriber count as much as, as I do care about you know my subscribers who, right, you know, return and watch my videos. And yeah, it, it may be a trophy thing to say, but you know, you, you do learn that the sub count doesn't really matter anyways. And and so I've heard that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. If anything, it can hurt you uh, if 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 they're just ghost subscribers. It's true. So, so what's what's your question? So. <laughs> I just and I honestly I think you're in the I think you're in the midst of answering it just just how you kind of feel and look mm -hmm. at this overall um you know I don't want to put words in your mouth by any means but just in the I way see. that uh, that you kind of have mentioned you know and and one thing you you do at in your Patreon and I was a re recent Patreon kind of um subscriber I'm very pleased oh, thank with you. my membership by the way oh, thank, thank you very I... much <laughs> but um and I I part of the reason I did it um aside from just enjoying your your stuff is that I wanted to know more about you obviously for the sake of this podcast um but you know you really do and I hope it's not cliche saying this but you really do kind of show a at least I feel, you know, a genuine appreciation for your fans. Like you keep us up to date. You're kind of like, thank you guys for the support. And it's not like you got, you're like, you know, Hey, I'm going to do a giveaway and give you a PS five, you know, next month and do it in that type of such a, a straightforward way. But, um, you know, it's, it's like a, a consistent nature that you, and a, a consistent way of interacting with us that you do maintain, you know, over the past, you know, couple years, whereas in, uh, you know, in, even with YouTubers who have been around for that 10 plus years, they don't have that. Um, that interaction and that rapport with their um, with their with their viewers. So, um, yeah, I, I guess maybe the, 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 you kind of have been answering my question as you've been kind of describing, you know, just just the way you're viewing things of that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's I guess it's just pretty great, you know, what you've been able to achieve so far and and this thing that you've you've built. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I guess maybe this is this is the real question behind that. Did you did you see this coming that you would be able to hit this milestone when you did? You know, I know you were saying that, oh, you know, I, I kind of think I could, you know, do something on this platform. But did you think it was going to be, you know, 300,000 people subscribing to you, you know, in the, in the it, three years or so? <laughs> so Right. <laughs> and this is like, I'm sure you can find this like in five seconds if you search it on YouTube. Hmm. Any creator, they would be like, oh, I, you know, I never once thought that, you know, I would reach <laughs> yeah. this milestone when I started. This was right? just a fun thing I do out of passion. Yes. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. No, I totally see. No, I totally saw that I would reach a certain milestone. 
I'm not going to say I thought I would reach 300K in three years. Mm-hmm. That never even crossed my mind. That, that part I can't, I, I have to follow the cliche uh, phrase there. I never thought that I would reach that. But I definitely saw like a thousand subscriber happening in like a year and having like a small community. Yeah. I, I, I saw that. Maybe I was too, you know, naive about it. I mean, so I can only say this. So huh? yeah, No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is how, okay. No, I mean, like, maybe I was a little naive about it because I learned after that even that was, that that's a, a huge goal to have, to have like a thousand subscribers in a year. Most people right, of course. hundred. Um, I mean, I can only say this now because I'm at this level, but if I didn't, I mean, you know, so. But in that first and, year, I mean, you, you blew past a thousand, right? If I had to, if I, if yeah, I, had to I guess, think, right? I think I started blowing up in, uh, on my on my third fourth video where yeah yeah okay but and i reached a thousand in like a month or two that must have been a pretty cool feeling that was really because <laughs> Just... i was monetized right and right. i'm like this is crazy now i can buy candies with it or something i don't know like <laughs> i don't know when i'll be able to take out the money because you have to reach at least hundred dollars but woohoo right yeah and right then, it's a start yeah, and I, I think I was at 10k in the first year, and I was proud of it. But I was like, "Wow, I'm never gonna reach 100k if I go mm-hmm. this pace. I guess I'll just have to enjoy it." And then I reached 100k, and Ta-da! Like, yeah, in like a <laughs> month or two after thinking that. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, just to kind of you know touch on what you said about this connection thing. I don't know. I sure. I, don't, I don't really do a good job on you know hey guys right yeah whatever. i don't do i'm a currently good job. eating right now this is what i'm or, doing in my life I'll yeah or i mean whatever. i mean i appreciate i actually genuinely appreciate that you you think that way i don't know if you are saying it for the sake of the show or if you actually meant it but <laughs> no <laughs> regardless if you can feel that because i what i do is i don't you know I, I don't do like hey or giveaways or i don't you know i don't i'm not really active on patreon i actually didn't even realize that you're a patriot that's okay <laughs> but now i know now i remember because i did see your name but i didn't think it was the same person so like i'm horrible <laughs> at that i'm horrible at that i i i have to admit I, I i just don't see the point in that but what i do show my genuine appreciation is when people uh, uh message me or reach out like mm. I, I i i don't i don't think uh i ever ignored a single message i don't think i ever just impressed oh hey thanks bye you know if like i love talking to people like genuinely and you know i would you know i I actually became a pretty good friends good close friends with a lot of uh people who who messaged me of course it's i mean of course it's important that there there exists a line that you know for for the for both parties that that you don't cross just Mm -hmm. because it's a professional account and i can't you know but Otherwise, well, I, I don't like that grin on your face when I said that. But I don't, well, I don't mind. Do, do you know the reason why I'm grinning is because one of your Patreon tiers—I can't remember which one—because I think you have maybe like five or six. Um, but one of the tiers is like, if you do this, we will be best friends for life, or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's what it says on there. So the fact that you I gotta edit that, that shit. Oh, man. You know, I when I take care of my Patreon, I'm not sure which one it was, but I wanted to just even if it was like a thousand dollars a month, I just wanted to do it just for at least one month so I could be Jesus like, so why we're not best friends? Like, what's yo? Going on? I I would literally fly to Philadelphia, <laughs> buy a drink. <laughs> 
and then oh, yeah. yeah chill uh but like so whoever like whoever finds me interesting enough to approach and talk to me i'm right I'm forever grateful that i will talk i just yeah. hope that that bubble doesn't burst because they realize oh i'm not as interesting or whatever but i don't sell myself as this like approachable friendly guy that you can talk to I'm, I'm just not like that i don't i don't care like i don't do that shit but there there's still that doesn't mean that i'm not appreciative and that doesn't mean that we can't carry on a conversation and have fun you know i think you know doing that on youtube or, or on patreon and, and remembering all the names and go woohoo like i don't know that that's just that's just not how i roll but if you reach yeah. out and, and you talk to me then i'm always going to be happy to talk and and really yeah so so that part i definitely wanted to say for what reason i don't know but <laughs> just because you brought it up I, just to yeah. just to say thank you yeah yeah to you yeah. yeah gotcha gotcha um well i mean i guess and the last thing honestly because we basically kind of charted a nice little way through your, your your life here to modern day where you're at you know to, in the, november 2022 uh, where I mean, just generally, and I don't want to put you on the spot. You don't have to answer this question. Uh-huh. Where do you kind of do you? I, I mean, obviously things are starting to to grow, and you're you're branching out. You have you have merch, which is actually pretty cool, to be honest. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have merch, and it's just kind of lame. <laughs> so to to kind of see some of the stuff that you have, it's like, all right, this is this is interesting. Um, but in terms of um, where you see yourself going next, mm. whether it be you know something else you want to pursue or you know right. maybe a new project just right. I, I guess general do you, do you have any thoughts as to mm-hmm. maybe what the next year uh, perfect timing actually 2023 is around mm-hmm. the corner so you know any any thoughts on the future for for your channel i think a, a big mistake when i was younger is just being overly excited about small successes and then hmm. jumping into things that i'm not ready to do yet you know oh i have thousand subscribers now i'm gonna do a q a video i'm gonna do a merch i'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that, you know. That's that's a little, you know, a, a little premature to, you know. I don't. I mean, I, I I definitely obviously want to create like I do, right? And I I do hope to expand my thing to eventually have something a little bit more stable. Cool. I don't honestly see myself doing this for a long time, ten years. I don't know. I think you eventually have to use YouTube as. Um as a resume resume or 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 a networking tool and move on to something else you know if you look at big video essay channels uh like every frame of painting or nerd writer or even lessons from the screenplay they're inactive now every every channel that has more than a million subscribers not every sorry a lot of the video essay specific channels that are more than a million in subscriber count are not active anymore just because they're doing something else now Hmm. when they totally could have actually if they have a million the most active channels are usually around 100k and 900k right um, so obviously yeah i mean i'll make videos for as long as i can and i want to but i don't think i just don't think it'll be my main thing forever having said that just to end on a positive note uh i do plan to uh start a a film reaction channel um on my second channel or something next year so if that works out and I can have multiple channels where, where things work out, then I might be able to do this for longer and I would love to do that. Um, so yeah. And that was my interview with Speakima. 
a really awesome interview in my opinion. To me, he's really gotten comfortable with who he is as a person and as a creator. He's making things that are genuine and, and really intense. But even though he's not the most talkative, extroverted guy, he's he still took the time to, to sit down for almost two hours with a fan who he's never even met. So that should tell you a lot right there. And all of Speaking's information will be down below. So be sure to check him out and let him know I sent you. It's all for me. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.